2: to the first Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim.
3: Hey, I'm so excited to be here. This is pretty fun.
2: This is going to be really fun. Two movie fans.
3: Yeah, I like a movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Talking about movies, movie news, everything film related. Any Um,
3: trailers that have dropped, thoughts on latest releases, all that stuff. Yep. All the good stuff.
2: All the good stuff. Let's jump straight in. Obviously, the biggest release of this week was Avengers Endgame.
3: Sure is the elephant in the room yep, right now. Yeah, we
2: cannot spoil it. We cannot talk about spoilers.
3: Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not too... <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to go with this. I hate a spoiler, though. There's nothing worse.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Lee, I was about to see Endgame the other day, mm-hmm. and there was a group of friends sitting behind me at the pub, mm-hmm. and they started talking about something that sounded oddly familiar, something that... <laughs> pricked my ears nope. and I just put my fingers in my ears and they saw me do that it was the most antisocial thing I've done it was so <laughs> rude and they just went silent and I turned around and I went sorry guys you're talking endgame right yeah. so we're just about to see it and so anyway they stopped talking about it and I, well I went in spoiler free
2: well that's good at least they were respectful enough they were you know, they were they just got it shut the hell up
3: then they started talking about game of thrones <laughs> I was like that's safe I don't watch I don't watch that <laughs>
2: Mm. (laughs) Well, what we can talk about is a little bit about the plot, I guess, um, without giving too much away. Uh, It picks up straight after Thanos snaps his fingers and... Eradicates uh, eradicates
3: 50% of the universe, life in the universe.
2: And yeah, it's how the people that are left, Captain America, Black Widow, all the gang are dealing with that Mm. after it's happened. It's a very emotional movie, I think, for the characters themselves and also the fans. Yeah. They absolutely... I think it was... There was a lot of fan service in the movie, a lot of Easter eggs. A lot oh, of really great Easter eggs.
3: A lot of things that you were waiting for them to say or do mm. that happened, you know? Yeah. Without <laughs> saying what it is. Yeah, Damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: but do you think do you think that was do you think that took away from the movie a little bit? Because I I've, I've I've seen a lot of buzz online where people are saying it's just a little bit underwhelming because it was all just tying up loose ends.
3: Yeah, but you've got people on one side of the fence who hate Ambiguity
2: mm-hmm.
3: and figuring out, you know, how that could end or what that ending means, like you think Inception and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But you do have another set of audience who love answers. And look, I think that after 22 movies and 11 years, we deserved all those answers and those mm-hmm. things to come together in whatever shape or form that they did. Um, I didn't think it was a disservice to the film. I think it just, it was like just one, you know, there were a few mm-hmm. fist pump moments in there. Oh, there's and, some and great fist pump moments. a fist pump moment.
2: Yeah. And what would you say about... You know, the the talk that some characters were underutilised without saying who.
3: Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Look, I think that what was really poetic in a way about Endgame was that the focus really was on the original six Avengers Mm, that we all came... Mm to know and love you know in 2012 with the first Avengers and the you know solo movies leading up to that Mm -hmm. so it was kind of I think where it should have been narratively and plot driven with those with those six key Avenger characters Mm -hmm. and following that sure yeah there were some characters that seemed to not get much screen time Mm -hmm. but I guess look when you're working with so with an ensemble cast that isn't Unprecedentedly large. Mm. You know, you're not going to be able to give everyone the time of day. Mm. But that could mean, you know, that there are other opportunities in later films for them to kind of you know, get the attention.
2: And it was a bit of a roller coaster, really, wasn't it? I mean, you got a bit of hope, the hopes were dashed, yeah. you got a bit more excited. Yeah dashed again mm. it was mm. it's just up and down for three hours and i think three hours went really quickly
3: they did go quick three hours mm. one minute wasn't it yeah was
2: it yeah <laughs> i think right? so just
3: specifically um <laughs> look i can, can i compare it to infinity war because mm-hmm. infinity war was um high octane it was yes. go 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 yes. Endgame has a lot of hills and valleys to it which i think gave it a lot more depth mm-hmm. and you kind of they had to set up a lot right
1: mm. That's, you, had to, yeah.
3: you know and things happened that were kind of like Took your breath away. You weren't really sure that's how they were going to tell the story.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, And I think that was good because you went in with only fan theories. Mm -hmm. Some did come to fruition, but others you were like, okay, cool. So this is the way they're going to take us. Yeah. And I think that was really, really exciting. There were so many surprises in there. Yeah. Which I cannot say, (laughs) Uh, um, but they were really interesting. And some of them were really quite risky. I think- you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Some um, risky choices that actors made and the mm. and the screenwriters made, but I think ultimately it paid off to, you know, give us Endgame.
2: And it, well, it did pay off because it had the highest ever opening day in Australia, taking in more than ten million dollars, and it beat out Star Force, uh, Star Wars, Star, Wars. <laughs> Star <laughs> Wars: The Force Awakens.
3: That's huge.
2: Yes, massive. And I just think it was a lovely way to end, you know, this mm. three phases of the MCU. Mm. The 22nd film. But I did hear just recently that Marvel president, Kevin Feige. Mm. Is that how you say it? Feige. Feige? Have yeah. you heard? Has now said that actually Spider-Man Homecoming is yeah. going to be the final film in this,
3: yeah, in that's, this
2: phase, which do, is interesting.
3: Do you think he couldn't say that until now?
2: Mm, maybe. Do you know what
3: I mean? Because mm. they've been so cagey on what's following. Yeah. And, and Spider-Man Far From Home was always this random movie that was following Endgame that felt really... Like, it felt awkward that it that it's there, mm. yeah, and it's still, true. even even with Endgame being seen, done, dusted, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really know how far from home is going to fit into the timeline or anything like that.
2: Yeah. Well, like,
3: is it before? Is it after? Is it like? Do you well, know? What I, I think mean? I
2: think he's actually said that it's that it's it's after. It's it's a few. Years oh, it is after. after. It is a few years after, and they can say wow. that now. So it's okay. going to be interesting seeing how
3: yeah
2: how the world is.
3: I mean, look, it's going to be a fun movie, right? Spider-Man's great. Tom Holland's fantastic. Do you think it's going to feel a little bit of a, um, like if that's the official end to phase three, Mm. like Endgame really should have had that spot. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a bit, oh, okay. And then we go into phase four, which no one knows anything about really. Yeah.
2: Well, I think before he said this, he'd said that he wanted Spider-Man to be the sort of hand-holding of taking audiences from that phase of the sure. MCU into the next one.
3: Perfect character uh, to yeah, do so. Yeah, I mean,
2: that makes more sense to me than, okay. than saying that's the end of the, that phase, mm. to be honest. I, mm. I agree with what you're saying. Mm. Speaking of Easter eggs, going back to the Easter eggs we were talking about, there was a little cameo oh. in there, which we, we can't really... <laughs> Talk too much about, but we 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 can we can say I guess that this person was in the film. but We can't say yeah. what they were doing in the film. No. There was a young man mm. in a s- certain spot, <laughs> standing <laughs> by himself, and we only see him for a brief moment. But it's actually quite exciting because it turned out it was the kid from Iron Man Three.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I think oh, when I was with with my friends and we all looked at each other as soon as we saw that, we're like, mm-hmm. "Who is that?" and Marvel don't put things in such significant scenes, or any scene really,
1: mm-hmm.
3: without purpose or reason. And so, yeah, we'd, I jumped straight online after and did some research and was like, okay, that's who it is. Yeah. And I found that really, really mm-hmm. interesting because Tony Stark and, and that boy, I can't remember what he's...
2: Harley, Harley King. Harley, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, they had a really cool relationship in Iron Man 3. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm, I'm really, really intrigued to see what his story arc after all these years exactly. it's going to influence you know phase four
2: exactly was it a just a little throwaway easter egg that was a nice mm. little moment mm. or is it hinting at something bigger in I the future think of the mcu
3: it's definitely hinting at something bigger i think yeah <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah well what did you what would you give uh, avengers out of five stars or five well, <laughs> popcorn kernels <laughs> let's go, let's go oh yeah that's a good one <laughs>
3: How many would I pop? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what great. would, well, yeah. Look, I think it would be remiss of me not to give this film five stars because mm-hmm. it is a feat that I don't think will ever be achieved again. Mm-hmm. It was an accumulation yeah. of 22 movies, Ten 11 years. years. Yeah. Like, I think, and it was a feat of filmmaking. It, it was. was just an extraordinary task in, in script writing, mm-hmm. character development in finishing stories, starting new ones, you know, kicking ass, having great action. Yep. And I, yeah. And I just think, yeah, I can't give it any less than five popcorn kernels.
2: See, I'm going to be a little bit more critical okay. because <laughs> I mean, it is my job. <laughs> um, I, I think four and a half okay. because simply because it was, you have to respect the amount of work and creativity and planning and just, it's amazing that they pulled this off. Oh yeah. All this, this, this massive feet, as you said, of of cinema. Mm. But it just there was a few elements that were just a little bit underwhelming for me. And, you know, that was the there was a couple of little characters that I think were underutilised and maybe the final battle could have been a little bit Like longer? Yeah, maybe or a bit more. I mean they just had so much to fit in. Yeah. So much to fit in. And I think after, you know, this whole length of the movie and the ups and downs and all that kind of thing you'd had it just felt like a little bit of a sort of, yeah, sure, underwhelming.
3: <laughs> Should have been three and a half hours. Is that it's, what you're saying, it's, Lee?
2: It's <laughs> very difficult to talk about this without spoiling it. I know. It? We'll talk
3: bit. about that offline.
2: All right. Well, let's talk about what else came out this week because it wasn't. Not all, a lot. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't all Avengers. We've got Gloria Bell starring Julianne Moore.
3: I adore Julianne Moore. Yeah, she's great. She's just brilliant.
2: Um, it was—it's a, a very typical Julianne Moore role, though. Very yeah. dramatic. Very, yeah. um, like a human. Yeah, very human, dramatic role about a divorcee who frequents nightclubs.
3: Yeah, to find love.
2: Well, right? I don't know. I don't know if she's trying to find love, but I think she does find okay. a bit of love, and it's—and it's the story of heartache, disappointment, excitement. It just seems like a really, it's a really lovely movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've also got Yellow is Forbidden which is a modern day Cinderella story based on a true story. So it's a documentary okay. about the Chinese daughter of a communist soldier and a primary school teacher who became a fashion design icon when Rihanna wore her gown to the 2015 Met Gala. I think, would you remember this one? This big yellow, opulent, gorgeous.
3: Oh, that's when the theme was.
2: I don't remember what the theme
3: was. It it was, it was something, it was like an Asian culture theme or something like that, I believe.
2: Yeah. Anyway, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous dress. Um, so it's her story about trying to follow her dream and adversities that have Come with that. Mm. And then we've got 1985, which was the official pick of the Mardi Gras Film Festival this year. And that's about um, a really interesting story about a a closeted young man who comes home and struggles with his family and the dynamics of who he is during the height of the AIDS crisis. Mm. So it's a very Mm. hard hitting, serious film.
3: I have Gloria Bell on my list of movies to see this week, actually. So, yes,
2: you're, um, you're keen to I'll that, let huh? you know
3: what that's like. Great. If you, unless you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: might do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump to news. Yeah, this we've is got, big. We've got Steven Spielberg has found the cast for his West Side Story film.
3: Yeah, which has been in development for years. He's, He's wanted to make this movie for a long time.
2: There's been whisperings yeah. about it for a long time, but yeah. I had completely forgotten about it.
3: But well, it, because it has been slowly gestating for that long, he yeah, just kind of exactly drops right. in and out of your mind. Remember, he um, he's always wanted to make a musical, Spielberg, because it, and his first taste mm. was the opening scene of Temple of Doom, where he did that Anything Goes musical number with uh, his yes, with yes. his his now wife. Yes, I can't remember her name, but anyway, he's always said like that was like this is his dream to make a musical. Yeah, and I find it a bit. Surprising that he's not wanting the challenge to make an original musical.
2: Mm.
1: But
3: then again, I mean, he's taking on West Side Story. That's a pretty big feat, and I think he'll nail it.
2: Oh, I think he will. I mean, just the amount of time and the sheer work that's going into it the cast is incredible there's a massive cast and it's a who's who of broadway performers
3: which is how it should be exactly
2: um and we've got rita marino who starred in the original 1961 movie i love when
1: they do that
3: oh
2: it's gonna be amazing she's fantastic and then we've also got ansel elcourt Mm. who is He's really music savvy. Like he's he's a great
3: performer. Is he the lead in baby driver? He is, he was, yeah. yeah. And he,
2: he the way he moved, I don't know, you've seen Baby Driver. Right?
1: No, I haven't. You haven't? Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm
3: Slap gorgeous. on the wrist. I know.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass
0: Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
2: Yeah, well, in the beginning of Baby Driver, there's this great sequence where he's sort of dancing down the street or walking down the street, and it's just, like, it's effortless. The yeah. flows, his, his movement is just really natural. He's is a he a
3: trained dancer? No, Do you know? I don't
2: know. No. I don't know. I think he's just really, he's just got a knack for it, really. Yeah. So he's going to be in it, he's going to be great. And then we've got Maddie Ziegler, who is, of course, Sia's muse from her video clips. And she is an amazing dancer. Yeah, she's phenomenal. She's fantastic.
3: We'll see if she's got the acting chops, though.
2: Mm, That'll be Mm. interesting. That'll Mm. be interesting. And it's actually Spielberg's biggest casting search since Schindler's List. Wow. And that was a massive undertaking. Yeah. We haven't got a release date as yet, but it starts filming in the US summer, which is our winter.
3: So it looks like he's got a knack of getting... You know what was to say? More than fifty of the cast members. It will be their first feature film. Yes. He likes finding and giving actors their break. Yes. And he can nurture them through his direction, hmm. like no one else can. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I think it's. I think it's so important to um, to do that to give. Yeah. Young actors a break because we're just seeing the same people in the same movies over and over again. And I think you know we need to see something new. And
3: can't see Johnny Depp in another musical. (laughs) (laughs) Although I did like Sweeney Todd, I have to.
2: Johnny Depp is out. (laughs) He's done. Sorry, yeah.
3: (laughs) We'll edit that out.
2: We've also got Bond Twenty Five launched yes. this week. That was a big deal. Big um, deal. A special announcement was made from Jamaica, which is the spiritual home of Bond. I don't know if you know this, but
0: what it's you mean where by spiritual. Well, home?
2: it's where Ian Fleming wrote the books uh. at his estate, which is called golden eye
3: must be nice
2: mm-hmm. and daniel craig's actually going to be reprising his role for the last time so there was a lot yeah. of conjecture about this oh yeah um whether he's going to come back because he said some disparaging things. Yeah. he said he was over it didn't he so
3: over it he's i feel like he doesn't really know he didn't know what he wanted for so long mm. and he's he's an actor he's a guy who just speaks his mind but then also changes at the next minute
2: right do you think that's maybe made people go well we don't care either or do you think people are going to be really excited with this film no I think
3: it's now back at excitement level Mm -hmm. but back in the day it's kind of like all right, move on mate someone else does want to be Bond Mm -hmm. because that's also exciting for an audience to be like who's the next Bond who's the next Bond
2: who did you want to be the next Bond
3: I wanted Idris Elba yes yes yeah or Tom Hiddleston Yes. Yeah.
2: Actually, Tom would be great. I he would, would actually be good. consider Tom. But I mean, but... you
3: couldn't have two more different actors. Like, no. Idris Elba would be a very different bond to yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston would kind of be a little bit more like Pierce Brosnan, but that's the bond I grew up on. Yes,
2: yes. So, that, that is true. And yeah. Idris Elba would. Yeah, I think Idris Elba's mm. the one. But he's been
3: him. long rumoured.
2: Give it to him. Yeah. Give it to him already.
3: Next. Next one. Bond yeah. 26. Put it here first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that we don't have a name for it yet, an official name or anything, but we do have a confirmed villain. Yes. Rami Malik.
3: Brilliant. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. I think that we need a, we need a strong Bond villain. I, I want him to be quirky. You know, I'm thinking like, I want him to have like a weird cackle or something. Something that's really... <laughs> yeah. well, all Bond villains are yeah. a bit strange. Yeah. They've got the idiosyncrasies yeah. and a weird twisted <laughs> that's why they're Bond yeah. villains. But I don't know, I just it just came to me. I thought give him a give him a cackle or something. I don't know. Well
2: I think that's bit, not
3: hem, too hand I
2: think I think Rami will be good at that. I yeah. think he, he knows what to
3: Those do. Those eyes, man.
2: <laughs> they're oh, a bit creepy. They'll
3: way. cut through. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. um, and the returning cast we've got Rafe Fines, named Harris as Money Penny. Yeah. Ben Wishaw as Q, of course, and Leia Saidu, who mm. was I don't know, was it the last one she was in or was she in the one before that?
3: She was oh, in the last one. She was Inspector. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she was in Skyfall. So she's back. Yeah. Look, sorry, can I just quickly mm-hmm. drop in? This is obviously another sequel to all the Daniel Craig ones. Do you miss Bond being standalone movies?
2: Oh, that's a good question.
3: I reckon they'll need to go back to the mm. event standalone movie structure but in a world where sequels yeah bring bank yeah and franchises and whatever anyway that's but maybe, just... but
2: maybe people are getting sick of the sequels like you said maybe, maybe. we need to go back to standalone films yeah. i mean that is the beauty of bond that it give
3: is... them a bookend to a story yeah it's okay to do that <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: yeah well that'll be exciting i, I do we have a, we don't have a date for that either i don't think but i um, think it's
3: um next year 2020 yeah. uh, april april,
2: april. That sounds good yeah all right, let's say April.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we expect it by April. <laughs> yeah. Thank
2: you. So some trailers come out this this week as well. We've got a new Aussie film called Danger Close, The Battle of Long Tan. And this is, this is based on a true story. It's set in the Vietnam War, and it's the true story of how 108 Aussie soldiers fought off 2,500 Viet Cong soldiers in the mud and torrential rain. And who's going to be in it is Travis Fimmel, Richard Roxburgh,
3: and Luke Bracey. I mean, you think there's so many movies about war, yeah. but there's so many stories within war, mm. and um, you know this sounds pretty compelling and interesting and yes. quite different.
2: And I love, I love an Aussie drama. I love yeah. a, a true story, um, and it's filmed in Queensland. So we want more fi- Aussie films filmed in Australia.
3: Yeah, right? definitely.
2: And it's directed by Crib Stenders, who did Red Dog.
3: Oh, so right. you know it's got to be good. Yeah. Lock it in.
2: Um, yep, yeah, lock it in. So we've got also Rocket Man. I'm very, very excited for so this. So keen. So keen. It's going to be released on May 30, so it's coming mm. up really soon. What do you think of Taron Egerton as Elton John?
3: Uh, look, I, I trust his casting because I think that him and Elton John have a really good relationship and Elton wouldn't have given his blessing mm-hmm. to play himself if he wasn't going to be good enough. Mm. I like him. I've been burned by... The Golden Circle, the last... What? Oh, I couldn't stand <laughs> that movie. Oh, Get out. I one love of the, the worst. Of movies. One of the worst.
2: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> I know Elton John is in that, but I think that's maybe where they got, where they built their relationship with each other on maybe. on that set. And maybe. Then anyway, I don't know if. And look, I, I've got every faith in him. We'll see because I see singing.
2: He is and he's a good singer. Okay. He's a very good singer. Have I did see him sing? do
3: the piano thing with Elton at yeah. the Oscar viewing party. He was good.
2: He was, he good. was Have, good. And yeah. he also was in Sing, you know the animated film. Oh, I haven't sing. seen that one. So,
3: <laughs> I do know it, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and he was really good. He played a gorilla who's entering the competition to become a singer and he was really great. I well, think I, mean, I think he's going to be really good.
3: Singing gorilla. <laughs> uh, Elton John bio they just yeah. It's what naturally follows. So. No. Well, <laughs>
2: No, I think he's great. And it's directed by Dexter Fletcher, who mm. was supposed to direct Bohemian Rhapsody, but he left the project due to creative differences. Mm. That old. Was that when
3: Sasha Baron Cohen was playing Freddy?
2: Or was that a whole been, different iteration? No, it might have been. I'm yeah. not sure. But I mean, I was. He came. He got brought back in when mm. Brian Singer got. Which picked. I find
3: that very interesting. He got, that he came back anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's really professional. I just yeah. think it speaks to like someone being very, very mm. professional that he can come in, take over a film that he was supposed to do in the first place, yeah. and stick to the vision of a previous director and yeah. like take it to fruition. I just think that that takes a big man. I think. Yeah, and
3: that'd uh, be hard to do. Yeah, and look, he's got from a marketing point of view, that's a big movie for his name to be against in the mm. lead up to Rocketman. Yeah. Because everyone saw and loved Henry Rhapsody.
2: I just, I I, I think we would have got a very different film if he'd done that. I agree. And I think also a very different film from Rocket Man because this is going to be very, I think it's going to be very visual and very fantastical because it seems to be going into sort of the mind of Elton mm. John. And like
3: just, a, like across the universe.
2: Yes, a little bit. Which a little I little bit. Yes, a little
3: bit. Flavours of that would be...
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be a big, colourful movie.
3: Because he's a big, colourful guy. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly right. So I think we're going to get a very visual feast, a very... And
3: gritty, do you reckon?
2: Yes, I think yeah. so. And I think that was what the aim he was going for with Bohemian Rhapsody, because I think...
3: Yeah, but it lacked all of that. Yeah, I think it fell a little
2: bit short yeah. um, in terms of addressing some yeah. some big issues. Mm. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think this is going to shy away from that, but mm. it's also going to make it very entertaining and very colourful and yeah. just very fantastical. It's going to be a great look inside... Elton John's World.
3: Yeah.
2: And we also got Fast and Furious, Hobbs mm-hmm. and Shaw. Are you a Fast and Furious fan?
3: Uh, look, I I love a popcorn flick. I do. But I actually haven't watched the last few Fast and the Furious.
2: Me the like, look,
3: look, I'll put them on at some point, but, mm. you know, it's not really my cup of tea. It oh. just blows my mind, the success of that franchise. Yes. Like, yeah. it, it's actually... Astonishing and power to Universal but for th- nailing it.
2: I think it was winding down. I think people were getting a little bit yeah. over the formula, and mm. I think this is where The Rock has done something really clever. He's yeah. stepped in and he's, instead of just giving us another film, he's completely yeah. refreshing the franchise. Yeah. Which I think rattled a few...
3: Oh, did it ever. Yeah, went in the meltdown. Yes.
2: But I think within the Fast and the Furious franchise as well, I think I heard that there was a little bit of tension between... Mm, most him. of them. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. sort of taking it in a different direction. But I think it was a very smart thing to do. And The Rock gives 110% to everything he, he does. does. He does. He's up there with Tom Cruise at that level. where
3: <laughs> Dedication. Yeah,
2: dedication to the audience. And just I can't believe
3: you compare <laughs> Dwayne Johnson to Tom Cruise. It's okay. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. in,
2: in terms of, of dedication. Commitment
3: to the role. Con- yeah, are definitely, Like Leo. Role.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know why I even said that. <laughs> Dwayne's not going to get up there and be holding a golden statue anytime soon.
2: Oh come you, on! You never know.
3: You never come know. On. You have a soft spot for Dwayne. I do. I love. All the rug. right, I'll be I careful. Love the
2: rug. I want to be best friends. with
3: You'd <laughs> be a good friend.
2: But no, I think this franchise started to get a bit old and repetitive, and I think this is the refresh that we've been waiting for. Even yeah. though it's going to be a little bit cheesy, it's going oh,
3: to be a yeah. little bit. That's fine because it's aware. Yeah, it knows it's going to be cheesy. Yeah, and it'll you know.
2: And I think that's what The Rock does well.
3: He does. What, like, Rampage was outrageously <laughs> cheesy, but it was fun.
2: Yeah. So is Skyscraper. It was just oh, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But those kind of films have a place. They have a sure. place. And it's and he does it really well. Yeah. Also, the big releases of next week. So mm. that was, that's everything that's happened this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, uh, let's move on to next week. Next week, we've got, um, coming out on Thursday, May the 2nd, Top End Wedding. Yeah, another big Aussie, Aussie film. film. Yeah. yeah. Love this. So it's about an Aussie woman, Lauren, who's played by Miranda Tapsell, marrying great. her English fiance Ned, or they're about to get married. Um, and her mother goes walkabout before the wedding, so mm. she has to. They have to go find her, and it's just this beautiful film showcasing Australia's landscapes and celebrating Aboriginal community. And I think it's going to be really good.
3: Oh, I was about but, to ask, have you seen it? I yet? have
2: not seen mm. it yet. I really want to see it, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. I think.
3: But I think before you see Top End Wedding. You should see Pepper Pig Festival <laughs> of Fun. It's a limited release, so getting quickly.
2: Okay. I had to put this in here because. Yeah,
3: I love that you did. I know,
2: it's a bit of variety. We're all about variety here. We're not That's just it. about Avengers and uh, yeah. and The Rock. <laughs>
3: okay. okay, we have to squeeze Dwayne in every podcast yeah. somehow. I'd
2: love to see Dwayne do Peppa Pig. Oh, I gosh. Really Peppa Pig? Papa Pig. <laughs> Papa Pig. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a one-hour theatrical experience. It's not a feature film. It's 10 brand-new episodes that have never been seen on television oh. for preschoolers. So it's 10 episodes smooshed together with some extra new footage. Oh, cool. New animation. And it's celebrating 15 years of Peppa Pig on TV, which right. is
3: nice. 15 years.
2: 15 years. You know, Kids are
3: Peppa obsessed Pig. with Peppa Pig.
2: Mm-hmm. And we've got also The Extraordinary Journey of the Fakir.
3: Yeah, I've not heard of that no. movie.
2: Well, it's about... It's based on the novel of the same name, and it's about a man in Mumbai who's a street hustler, mm-hmm. and he does, you know, he yeah. hustles people, and he's, he's known as a fakir, which is someone who can do miracles. I'm right. putting them in air quotes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of us listening, it's air quotes. And he, he sets out on a journey to sort of rise from poverty and find his yeah. father, and it's sort of a, a journey of maybe redemption, I mm. guess. Or... I mean, the,
3: the title's a mouthful, yes. but that sounds quite interesting. I think it's Different, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's about all I've got for this week, too.
3: hey That's pretty jam packed.
2: That's oh, pretty jam packed. There's a lot of movies going on, and there's tons of movies every week, so. Oh, for sure. We're going to
3: love talking about it. Yeah. And I think, look, go and see Endgame if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, there's some great articles. in if you want to go back and watch the other 21 movies in chronological order, there are some key movies and, and things that will really help kind of brings the Endgame story together. Well,
2: Infinity War, definitely. Well, that's, Infinity War, yeah. Watch definitely. Infinity
3: War and I think you'll be sitting Set. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that is just an event cinema you just can't miss.
2: Yes. In definitely. my opinion. Get in there. Yeah. See it more than once
3: i plan on i need to i'm still digesting it all now
2: <laughs> that's everything for this week i think
3: Bad. thanks lee
2: thanks tim